You're listening to the Purpose Driven Person Podcast. This podcast is made for leaders unwilling to give up their desires to be purpose driven. Guys, I made this show for a compass for you to have more purpose in leadership through four concepts creation, communication, collaboration, and connection in both business and in life. My name is Matthew Leland Cox. I'm the founder of Never Give Up Youth Healing Center, Never Give Up Wellness Center, and Never Give Up Foundation. You can find me at MatthewLelandCox.com. Are you ready? Well, let's do this. Parenting is not an easy thing. And just parenting alone uh, has its ups and downs. So we're going to be talking about that today a little bit. But I'm going to take it from a different angle. And we're going to talk about um, different things such as responding and reacting, viewing the world in your own world, And then we're going to talk about understanding one another and also finding other ways to solve a solution because there's a million ways to solve a problem. Sometimes we think our way is the only way. And um, and we'll talk about how we can approach both adults and our kids because it's just not us in the world. And it's just not kids versus adults or teens versus adults. It's everybody because the main thing in life is our relationships we have with one another. And sometimes we're really good at it. And sometimes we fall short of it. So we're going to talk about different ways on that. So the biggest thing I want to approach today is the family. And what we're going to talk about is the family and the things that are that we can control in our family and the things we can't control. And also looking at the communication and goal setting, but having a purpose as a family. Because the biggest thing, when you have a purpose and you're living life and you're moving forward, uh, you know that you have a roadmap and you know where you're going because it's kind of hard to get somewhere if you don't have that map drawn or if you don't know. And I just shared, you know, I have a story I always share with my clients and also my uh, close friends when I'm talking about this. It's kind of like when you're flying in an airplane and I like to give this analogy. If you have a plane that has a destination and it's charted, if I want to go to say I, I do, I want to go to Italy some time here. Uh, in the future. And, and I know when I jump on that plane, how do you know that that plane's going to reach its destination to Italy? We don't know, but we trust in the pilots. We trust in their purpose that they have a navigation system on deck. If you think about navigating on an airplane, if you're a pilot and you're listening, you'll understand this, is that as you're flying, your instruments keep keeping you on track towards your destination. Now, 90% of the time towards Italy, as we're flying, the plane goes off course. At 90% of the time, it's off course, and they have to redirect it until finally we meet our destination. Even at the time, if we take it a little further, when they're coming to land the plane, a pilot never aims. If you know aviation, they never aim for the landing right to where they need to land. They veer a little off west to it or, or south, wherever they want to land. And they actually, it's called crabbing. It's a method where the pilot crabs, and it drifts over, and they actually hit their target. And so that's a little insight. And, and if you really think about it in life and we have purposes, if we're direct, if we head towards our purpose and we're never waving and we're keeping contact with what we're doing and we use that crabby method, we're going to land to where we want to get. And so that's what we're going to focus on today is how do we make sure we meet our purpose as a family? If you're thinking you're a mom and you're listening, how do I meet my purpose as a mother and still keep moving forward when I get off base or when my kid throws me off or whatever happens? And so we'll talk about a few tools. I'm going to talk about some perspectives and then some tools that you can look at. 
but then we'll just talk about how insight in life and in general, how we look at it. So let's start with two concepts we're going to hit in, the, in this first section of the show is respond and react. This is the biggest thing when it comes to family or situations as arrives as a person, no matter what. When we're responding and reacting to things constantly every day, when we crisis manage, here's the thing. You have individuals, and I, I'll out myself a little bit, but it, when you have somebody that crisis manages, and what that means is that they wait till the last minute, and then they crisis manage the situation. Now, due to my fun ADHD, I, I sometimes will do that when it comes to, let's say, uh certain areas like paperwork. We'll talk about paperwork. I hate paperwork because this is fresh on my mind. When I do things, I have to always go back and note or do documentation. And it's like pulling teeth because when it comes to my learning disability, that's what it's like feeling like I have to sit down and force myself. And so it, it's really tough. So I can respond or react to the situation. But then when it comes to crisis management, it's always a crisis when I forget a deadline or I put something off because I, then I have to crisis manage. And then most people are reacting around me. So then it pulls either me into reaction or it pulls them into reaction. So now we have this big, huge reaction going on. And it's all due to because it's understanding the behavior behind it. It's not that I'm lazy. I don't want to do it. I'm, I'm, I'm inefficient in my work as far as when I go out and do it with the kids and I work with individuals. It's that I just don't want to do that one thing I have a hard time at. Now, if you're listening, think about that thing that you have a hard time at that you crisis manage as a, either as a parent or as a professional or as an individual yourself. What is it that you crisis manage? In other words, putting it off until you have to respond or react to it. So it's just like if we're moving along and we keep crabbing, if we're off course 90% of the time, as long as we stay purpose and we're going towards what we want in life, we're going to make it to that destination. Now in that process, we're going to mess up a lot. We're going to fall short. We're going to keep coming back to what our purpose is and we're going to have to keep doing it. So when I miss those things or if I fall short, it's taking my ego out of the situation and say, you know, it's not about the behavior. It's okay. What do I do? And so it comes into situations where now we're looking at the, the, the purpose. And I want to stay on purpose for a minute because the spawn and react is it goes along with what, what we're trying to do. So if you're thinking about this, as we talked about finding your purpose in life, this is the hardest thing with any, any individual that you're going along in life. Here you are at your age that you're at. And if anybody's ever just stopped and looked, and you look at how old you are now, if you, I'm, say I'm in my 30s, so I look around, and a few years before I was in my 20s, and now I'm going to be in my late, you know, it's going to go quick. So you have to sit and go, what is it that I'm trying to create Why I'm here? What is it that I'm going towards? And what am I trying to find in life? Is it just moments of reactions? Or is it moments of response and, and building that relationship with one, whatever person I'm with at the time? And so a lot of times we're reacting to the situations that we have no purpose and we're just going along with the flow. So if you just jump on any airplane, you don't know what the destination is, you're going to have a lot of anxiety and tension because you're going to have to get on other airplanes to get finally to your other destination. So there's going to be a lot of layovers on the way to that uh, main destination you're trying to get to. So you have to really sit still just for a little while and figure out where are you going as a person because it really starts with you first. It ripples out. And then where are you going as a family because we come into this world as family units and we leave the world as a family unit. 
And so we have to look at how do we see things and how do we adjust things. And, I, and, and if you think about this, everybody's in such a hurry nowadays. And I, I, you know, I was driving here today and I, I had the experience because we're all driven to get things done. We're so su- efficiency. Efficiency is so important today. I got to get this done. I got to go here. I got to do that. I, and, you know, and we get so caught up in our efficiency to meet that goal that a lot of times when somebody throws a wrench into the, the you know, into the works, it throws us for a loop, as we'd say, <laughs> if that terminology works. But it, it's interesting because if you're driving along and somebody cuts you off and they slow you down into towards your destination, what is your response or react? We either try to go around it if we can't go around the car, it's unsafe. So we then have to slow down for a while. And then now we're frustrated. Our anxiety and tension is high and we're, we're trying to get to our destination. We're so focused on it that we're getting mad. So for the little while we try to look around us and, and distract ourselves. So we don't get so mad that our hair stands up on end and we, we start going crazy. So we, we try to distract ourselves. So a lot of times it's interesting to see what slows us down and what makes us react and what gets in our way because we're so we're so worried to get to where we're going that we forget about the relationships that because that's what life's about it's stopping and and having those moments of relationships that you need to have if it's just a friend or if it's a if it's your teenager if it's your little child if it's your a big adult or your coworker, yes and even at work you have relationships and sometimes they can be very um superficious or you can actually be connected with those around you and be a team or if you're not a team and everybody's trying to micromanage in your workplace and they're trying to get what they want and meet their needs unfortunately then nobody's going to get their needs met it's going to be a very frustrated atmosphere and 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 the anxiety and tension is going to be high and so if we do that same thing in our home and we try to micromanage our children and our so it goes along with this respond and reacting we're talking about so there's a lot of response and reacts. So if we're in our workplace and we're constantly always driven by the ego, I, you do this because and I want you to do this, or if we're responding and reacting to our work or whatever it may be, we have to look at it in a whole. So when we went to break, we were talking about responding and react and developing a purpose and a direction. And I always call it a life map, knowing where you're going and where your outcome is because we can always vary from it. We can always fall short from it. And even if you don't have one right now, don't get discouraged because you can start one now, right now, this very day. You can stop your car. Well, don't stop your car. Keep driving. But when you get home, you can pull out that piece of paper and you can start jotting down where you want to head and what direction you want to go. So it doesn't matter what part of life you're in. Even I've seen teenagers I've met with over the years as we've been traveling that have a roadmap and they know what they want to do. And they're way ahead of most of us adults because they caught it early and they they want a direction. Now, is that direction going to change when you're young? Yeah, it's going to evolve. It's going to change. It's going to grow with you. Now, as an adult, it's grown because if you, no matter what age you're in, you kind of look at it and it's changed. It's evolved. If you're not pleased with what you're doing now, if you're in a job of what you don't like, you have to look at, okay, what do I do to receive that kind that happiness or direction and you know it's hard even now today even with the economy because people would say well how do i do that with how bad it is well let's just talk about you internally so let's talk about that because we were talking about responding and reacting 
and how we respond to things and how uh, I used analogy when we went to break when you're driving a car you get caught off you have a response or react and you have to look for solutions and create synergy there's I call it synergy in a lot of situations because a lot of times we're trying to get to our destination so fast and so vivid that we forget to slow down and know that hey it is we can't stop it and we got to keep moving forward but what do I have to do here if it's just spending time with yourself in the car and driving because you can't do anything about it and you can't control it. Maybe it's having some reflection time because even as human beings, we need that. So let's talk about the way we view the world because a lot of times we get so caught up in how things should be done as we're talking about sufficiency and, and creating synergy and spawn and reacting, those kind of things and finding a purpose that certain individuals have to do things a certain way. And they view the world. So I view the world because we're so unique in our own way. I'm, a, I'm, my, I'm my own person and you're your own person. And the way we talk, communicate and we get across our message, it's way different. I might use different words. I might not use the best grammar. I might talk too much. I might do certain things. But what we have a lot of times is individuals trying to convert their way, their self, other, each other into the other person's way of communication or how they do things. Now, here's the thing. If I'm a teenager, I view the world in a total different way as an adult. And as the adult, if we're talking about how do we get control, uh, if we're talking about how do we get our family to a good and healthy place and as an adult i'm sitting here talking to my teen and the teen's verbalizing and and communicating how he feels and or she feels and i then jump in immediately as an adult and say well you need to do this or you should do this and i just cut them off and and i tell them how they should feel and how they should react and respond to things and so now i just took away their individuality now you'll get some compliancy the compliancy will come but it'll only be for a short period because then the resentment will set in. But if you validate their, their view of the world and you say, wow, Johnny, Susie, that's a great way you see the things. And I'm really impressed how you, you, you took that into consideration. So let's talk about that. Or what do you think about this? And you let them be themselves. Now, if it's an unhealthy thing, that's a whole nother story. But if they're just trying to express themselves and let you know uh, how to see things, or how they feel about things, you have to respect that. So it comes back to that whole principle again, is respecting one another and finding common ground to build on. Because again, my way of I view the world is way different than how you view the world. So I always ask individuals is, why should I view the world the same way as you? Because that would make us all the same kind of people. And we're all unique and we come from different backgrounds and, and we are hybrids of our own way of communicating. And we have things we pass on and we touch each other, our, 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 our hearts. We touch one another in a different way, uh, emotionally, intimately, and spiritually, because it, it, you can't be that same person. You can't have everybody uh, do that. There's been many tyrants in the world ha- that has tried to create society and make them be that one line kind of thing. And those tyrants, we've, we've looked at that. We've seen the great tired uh, as far as his reign when Adolf Hitler tried that. I mean, we can use that example where he tried to control people. They had to look a certain way. They had to talk and they had to be a certain type of person. And and that didn't go too well because individuality will always come out. People will always get frustrated if they can't express their individuality. 
because anybody can suppress somebody if they want to. And we've seen that over history and over time. And, he, and it doesn't work because eventually everybody needs to. And here's the thing. When it comes to understand, we talked about this a lot because it comes back. Because to know how to respond and react, it builds up to our next concept that we're com- talking about today. Because once I respond to a situation, I listen for the, I look for your view of the world and what you're seeing and how you see it and understand where you're coming from. Now I look to understand you. Now, what I mean by that is that it doesn't matter if you're under my understanding of what you're saying. It, it, it's, it doesn't matter because we're going to have total different understandings. You're going to come on a different way and I'm going to. But what where people get so caught up is that they have a certain need or they have an ideal that has to be met. So if I'm a parent and my ideal is this, well, my child will respect me because my father and my father before that taught me how to, to implement this rule and it needs to happen now. So what is it that I just enforced? One, I re- reacted to a situation and I, and I put my view of the world to be the letter of the law. Now people can't move around it. Just like when we were talking about going in traffic. Somebody cut me off. I can't pass them because it's unsafe. I can't go around them. I can't go over them because I don't have a hover car. But I have to sit and slowly go because, you know, as people people make people slow down. And so now I'm slowed as a person because that individual put their view of the world more important than mine. And so now I'm stuck. And there is no understanding. There is no individuality. There is no creation. So if you're an artistic individual, if somebody does that with you, and I'm a parent and I do that to my child, that's very artistic. The way they express is how they talk and how they do things. Now I just put a, a, a roadblock for them. Now, how do we create synergy? That's the big thing. What is synergy? So if I have a different way I view the world and I'm looking for understanding, synergy is looking for different solutions because it doesn't always need to be my way or your way. If you're listening to the show, it doesn't need to be your way all the time. It's creating synergy. If you use that word a lot in, in business, when when we were in when I was in MBA school, when we were learning about business, it's all about creating synergy and intervention, uh, it, being innovative and, and looking for new and ideas and fresh ideas and how to make things work. Right. So I had an experience today. It was kind of interesting because uh, a lot of stress, anxiety. I've been under the weather. I, I you know that paperwork came in and I forgot a paperwork. I forgot a piece of paper. My coworker calls me and sh- they were talking and I can react to this or I can respond to it. So I'm going to give you a real life situation here. I'm okay with that because being human, we have, we all are in every day we're faced with all these real world experiences. And so they call and say, Hey, I got to get this in. Um, so apparently they were stressed. They forgot about it because they were doing their thing. I forgot about it. I wasn't on top of my thing. So now we have a choice here. She can, as administrator, start writing me, get really mad, and then make it all about me and then how terrible I am and how I don't get things in, right? So that's one reaction. And, it, and you, a lot of you are probably, that's what my supervisor does. So that's, a, that's a, a direction they can take it. Or they can respond to it and say, okay, it is what it is. What is the understanding? What's Matt doing here? How is he valuable to the, 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 to the company? 
And if she really digs deep, she will understand uh, Matt put a hundred and something hours in last two weeks and more. He's recruited a lot of parents. He, she starts seeing these things and she starts noticing all the value I gave. So that emotional bank, if we want to use a banking account, I've added to the emotional banking account and self-worth or value to that company. So I'd made a lot of deposits, didn't I? And so now she's sitting there going, okay, I, I value this individual as my, as my, um, subordinate, but I want them to be successful. And I understand he's missed a deadline so I can really reprimand him or I can figure out a way. And this is where creating synergy and this is where I'm going with it. So I go, well, I have 30 minutes before this radio show and you can send me it and I'll hurry and type up the notes and we'll go from there. And, th and that was my idea. So my idea, it sounded great, 30 minutes. Now, my typing skills are not as fast as the next person because my grammar is not the best. Because as we talked about and you listen to the show, this is where my L learning disability comes into. Grammar, spelling, all those things are not my strength. So it creates a lot of work. So I do it, then she has to correct it, and then it goes into a process. So it creates more work. So I was very, I, I was very pleased because I, that was my response to the situation. So then she calls back and she goes, wait, Matt, I got an idea. And I says, shoot, what's your idea? And she says, well, let's you, why don't you tell me it, dictate it to me and I'll write it down. And then that way we can get it done. It'll take us only 10 minutes instead of 30 plus the revising. I says, wonderful. Cause I do that a lot. I dictate a lot of my stuff because right? I have uh, individuals that I dictate to, they type it. It's, it. I love dictating it so I can get my real feelings and my thoughts out there. So we did it. We got it done in 10 minutes. So we created synergy. That's what I'm talking about is coming up with solutions and ideas to solve a problem and not crisis manage. We could have freaked out. We could have said, oh no, what do we do? And and then it could have went all other ways. And and you, and you think about your work because we're, we're always faced with deadlines and everything. And deadlines are always the stressor because as human beings, we're, we're always worrying. What do we have to do? And so it's always looking and, and looking for the understanding so that you can move forward on it and, and know what to do. So here's the thing. When it comes to synergy, it's looking for what kind of solutions. So we went over a few concepts here. We went over responding and reacting, knowing your purpose, having your roadmap in life, moving towards that roadmap. And knowing that everybody has a different view in the world, they see the world different than you do. They don't have to see it your way. And understanding one another, seek for understanding. Know that you're not always right. Because even though you have a situation, there's a hundred million one ways to, to find a solution and create synergy. And it's not only in the workplace, I use that example, but creating synergy in the family is really important. So I've been talking about some things in the home what we can, uh, what we're going to be talking, we've been talking about the family and what we can control, what's out of our control. But I've been using concepts more on an individual kind of point of view. And why do you think I'm doing that? Because if you really think about it, what is the reason I'm talking more about an individual approach than the whole unit? Because I can talk about the fa fa <laughs> family dynamics and, and go over and over with it. Even if a family is just one person, if you like to be by yourself and you're one person and you have all your animals and that's your family, there's still dynamics there because you still have to interact with people in the world, in professional life and so forth. Or if your family's a big family, like I came from a family of 12 and there's a lot of brothers and sisters there. So there's a lot of interaction 
And there's a lot of not good interaction too. So we have to learn how to do that. And so the hard part is knowing as we went out to break, we talked about the world. So we're talking about different ways to approach situations and how to find certain things. And I'm basing it on the principle of having a purpose, setting goals. So we talked about things that we need as a family that are out of our control. Communication is out of our control within a family, but the communication that you provide by yourself. So if I'm that one person and we're talking about how am I going to approach it in the family unit? So let's dive in at the last part of the show here. So if I have a family, if it's small, big, short, tall, whatever it may be, that communication is the strength or it's my weakness. Let's talk about that. It's my weakness. So our com- if I say it, and I hear this a lot, our family doesn't communicate. You always do this. I can never communicate with you. And so if you hear that from a sibling or another person, it's because it's not you and, and per se, it's their inability to be willing or not wanting to communicate. Now, there are toxic people. Let me kind of throw this on the side here. There are toxic people in a family unit or just as an individual that you'll meet all the time. Those toxic individuals will never, they'll be hard to communicate with. And it, the world evolves around them and, and you have to know when to look for them. Now, a toxic individual has signs where no matter what you do, they're always going to turn it and they're the victim. And, and so those are hard individuals to work with. Now, when I talk about it's about that individual, when they come to you and they forecast, it's because they're frustrated, their anxiety's up and they can't get across their need and they don't feel they're understood. And so it comes back to those respond and react concepts. Also, the view of the world. So if I view the world and it has to be this certain way. So my view on the world is you need to do this and it's because we should do this and we ought to do this. And now I push that values and the beliefs on that individual. How's that going to look and feel if I push that over on them? Because my values and my beliefs are what I believe. It's nobody else's. It's my choice. And what I value and believe is it has to stay internally. And I cannot push that on anybody else. Now, what you value, belief, it's it's totally your choice. And so that's what makes the world go around because we're all free to choose in most cases. Most individuals are free to choose right and wrong. And some are don't have those freedoms sometimes. And, and it's, it's a blessing to have those freedoms to be free to choose what you want to do and where you want to go. And we take that for granted sometimes. We don't realize every day you're alive right now that you're breathing and you're taking the breath in right now that is a privilege to do so because we never know you never know when it's time and when it's time to check out and it's your time to move on and leave this world because the thing is is that you have to understand as a family what is your life plan what is it you're trying to achieve because you have limited time now that time factor is not to hurry and worry It's to create every minute of that time is to create value in it. And so that's what we're talking about. What goes on? How do we get a family to to look at things? Talk about the family unit. What's out of our control with communication, setting goals, purpose, and where are we trying to move towards? So let's remain, let's spend the remainder of time there because I think that's the big key. Communication is just one of the aspects and it's the biggest thing that plagues us. And then on top of that is worrying. 
And so if we can't communicate our needs and we don't get it across, we're constantly going to worry that life's not good and it's hard and it's tough and it there's an, it's no fair, right? Because we don't get our needs met and we're so frustrated and, and this always happens to me and so forth. And so we have to look at it in a sense of why are you here and where are you leaving or leaving a trail and what is the legacy you want to leave behind? A lot of people forget that. So if you're content and you're okay with what you're doing in life and you're fine with the, you know, a lot of people, and it's okay if you want to settle for what you're doing and it makes you happy and you're content with it, that's okay. But if you want to achieve something greater and leave a, a print in history, that's your choice. It, it, not everybody has to do the same thing. And not everybody has to be a big, huge piece of history in a history book. Because the greatest people are not written in history sometimes. Because it's the small things a lot of people never see. I guarantee there's a hundred, lot of people, not a hundred people, the thousands of people that have lived great and wonderful lives that went unnoticed in the history books, but didn't go unnoticed in their families. And that history of that family is passed on. Do you remember when when uh, grandpa did this or uncle so-and-so did this? It was great. And, th- and that memory is passed on and it's kept alive. And so that's what I want to talk about. The last part is traditions, is that a lot of times in life, you know, the rite of passages and traditions in life, we don't have them anymore in life. If you think about them, a teenager sits in, in the home till they're 18. Parents, you, you take care of that teen until they're 18, 19. Then you kick them out. They go to college. They do whatever. Uh, if you think about it, you know, in history, teens back then would always be working towards something. There was something going on. Or family members. It didn't just need to be the teenagers. Everybody had a function or a role in the family. Now it's very entitled there's an entitlement that sits there, which is unspoken a lot in the family units. And it's because of how busy we are as people. We're going from one to another is like what we were talking about earlier. If I'm so, so worried about getting so, so much done and being so efficient, I'm leaving behind those moments to create that relationship and build the traditions in my home. What's important to you as a, as a parent and as a child? What tradition? So if it's, if it's holidays... But if I'm always working, work, work, or if I'm always doing certain things, it, it, it depends. I remember just the other week, I talked to a doctor, and he's a very known doctor here in the Valley. I, I won't say names, but he's very busy, and he's always going, and he's always on the go, and he's in his, and he's in his 40s, he's, he, and what's happened in his life is that he's given his life, his life is his career, which is fine. That's a choice. Remember, it's however anybody views the world. It's not a right or wrong. It's and he does beautiful work in his in his career and his practice, but he's sacrificed a lot of things in the process, and he knows so. It's 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 that workaholic kind of syndrome, which I know I'm guilty of. If anybody's listening, but it's also tuning into it and grasping it before it overcomes you, before it's too late, before you're in your fifties, because nobody's worried about how much time they spent at the office. And how successful they were at the office. Because when it comes down to all the successful people in the world, they always say, you know, I've done so many great things in the world. I've made so much money and I've done so many great, wonderful things for for uh, business. But I, I, I haven't spent time with my family or those I love. 
and they made so many sacrifices for me to get here. And you notice it talks about me, 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 because a lot of times when we get there finally, and we meet the goal, the means to an end, and we finally reach that goal, we forget to set another goal in life because we're so driven to reach that goal that we forget. And I see it a lot in, in certain kind of, of industries too when we work is that a lot of times people will sell the American dream and you got to go out and you got to join this group or do this or do that. And you got to focus so much for the next so long and you'll be wealthy. That's fine. And, and that's fine and dandy, but don't forget the traditions in the home. If that's what you're doing, that's what you're doing as a person. But remember what you're doing inside the home. Because the home is what we're talking about, what we can do to reach these things. So let's review a little bit. So if you're tuning in and you're listening, you're going, what are you talking about? We're talking about different concepts of, of helping the family unit or yourself grow as an individual. Respond versus react. How do I respond to a situation versus reacting to it? We're talking about how do I view the world and how does that other individual who's sitting across from me view the world? Am I in this conversation that we're having, am I going to convert that person to my view of the world because it's right, it's correct, and it's the only one? Always remember when you start doing that, remember all the tyrants in the past history that try to do that. So that'll hopefully help you not do that, is that let people view the world they are and who they are or how they should should view the world and what they choose to view it because it's we're all unique individuals. The third principle that we're talking about is seeking for understanding. First, to understand that person, and then they'll understand you. Making sure you pull the ego out of your communication, knowing it's not about you. It's seeking that understanding. It's okay to be right or wrong because there is no right or wrong in it. If you if you create a win-win situation where you both listen and you find solutions, which is the next principle, finding synergy in that communication. Synergy is finding different solutions to create a or to solve a problem. It doesn't need to be one way. It's sitting back and going, okay, we're in a crisis or we have something coming up. What is the synergy we can create to, to help us move forward? So finding other ways to get things done. It doesn't need to be one way. And helping others in the family develop that so that they can move forward. Okay. So it's looking at that so we can move forward and, and get things done in, the, in a different way. So those are the things we're talking about right now. As we move forward, what I want to stop and, and focus on just for a minute is that life map again. What is it that you're moving? Where are you doing as a family? So if my life map is my individual life map, remember if my family is just me and my animals, if I own horses, a lot of dogs, cats, whatever it is, it's looking at what my life map is. If it's to be a, a, a healthy, strong individual, helping many people and moving forward, that is my life direction. It's finding that purpose. But if I'm an individual that's unhappy because I don't have certain things, I need that relationship. I have to have it. And if I don't get it, then I'm never going to be happy because that, uh, that other individual is going to make me feel fulfilled. You you know, that's the frustration that you'll have. You'll always be frustrated. You have tons of anxiety and tension and you'll create a codependent kind of situation. So you always got to look at it. What is my individual roadmap first? And then how does that apply to us? So here's how I would break it down. This is what I usually do with, with family members. So if you sit down and you say, my roadmap to life is I'm heading to this destination. I want to be the greatest person ever 
because this is my belief. This is my faith. This is what I want to do. And I want to be the greatest worker, but I want to be the greatest dad, mom, and, and uncle ever. And so that's in your roadmap. How are you going to do it? How are you going to achieve it? But then as a family unit, if you have a family, you have your individual roadmap now. You create a statement from it saying, why is it important to you? Three, three word, four word statement saying, here's why this is important to me. And that's private to you. Now you come back and you create that with your family. And this is important. And, and you know, I, I challenged a lot of my families I work with to do the same thing is creating a statement that what is it that you guys are trying to create as a family? Is it, is it synergy? Is it love, peace, happiness? Is it joy? Is it spending time with one another no matter how busy it is? Is it creating traditions within the home? Is it also looking at one another in a different way, letting others have their opinions? So if you create that statement and each of you know that in the home and you teach and train your little children until they're older, a lot of these frustrations, anxiety as parents will be avoided because there's traditions created. Now, like I said earlier, it's never too late. So don't get frustrated. Well, it's too late. They're old. No, it's just let's create it now. Let's have a, a fun time and, and sit down as a family and say, where are we heading? You know, we've been busy. We need to have a purpose. Let's put up a, a statement. Let's put up a mission statement so we know what we're doing. And, it, and it's fun because the kids get involved and they love it because you're involving them. So we just went out to break. When we went to break, we were talking about how the family unit evolves. And we went over some concepts that we gave today. And, and it, it was kind of, you know, broad. And, and I'm trying to make it to where it hopefully it hits what you need. Because these are some of the things that, um, you know, over the time that I've, I've addressed with families, but also individuals. So how you take and apply these is really up to you how you see what's needed or how it fits you. So if we're looking at it, when I went to break, I talked about synergy, creating that synergy, but also having that purpose and knowing your family statement. Now, this is what I want to end on because the show, we are talking about the family unit and the family unit. When I started out, I started out about the individual because really it talks about your role as a family and we can talk about the family and that means a lot of people, but it really comes down to where you fit in your family. And what you want to create in your family. It has nothing to do with the other individuals. Because if you create chaos, they're going to feel it. It's that ripple effect. If you create harmony and peace, they're going to feel it. So really it comes down to what you as an individual want to create. So if I want to create chaos and I'm just upset and I'm angry. And I'm an angry parent and I, I'm so frustrated with the world because it's no fair. Um, then I'm going to create that in my home. So it, it really comes down to what you are creating. So if I'm, if I have a lot of projects and I'm trying to get things done and I'm remember I'm task oriented or I'm so I'm efficiently trying to get things all done. And then somebody gets in my way to slow me down. Like we talked about earlier. Now I'm frustrated and my anxiety and tension goes in, the, in through the roof. And so now I'm going to create that same feeling. But now if I'm an individual and I say, I choose to respond to the situations and I want to create value within my home. And so when things arise and, and we're not perfect, remember 90% of the time we're going to veer off course, but it's just that constant redirecting and going towards your purpose and you have a direction. And a, if you want to say you have your GPS intact and you know where you're going because you did all your, your statements and you know what you're doing and you know where you're going as a family, but also as an individual.
So you're moving forward and you're doing those things. You're going to make it. And what's wonderful is as you create that synergy and that energy around you, individuals will want to follow you or they'll want to be around you or they'll seek for your energy. But if you create a negative force around you, then they're going to avoid you. And I always tell parents and also children, even teens, if I'm always so critical and I walk in my home and my energy and, and that synergy I create is very negative and it's very critical and I'm always nitpicking, I'm always doing things, I'm going to be the critoholic or the villain among my whole unit that I'm trying to create if it's in, in my workplace. So if you're listening, you don't have no family, you're like, what are you talking about? I don't have any family, nothing that you're talking about applies to me. Well, let's look at it. If you go to your work and you're always unhappy and you don't care and, and, and the world is against you, what are you going to create in that work environment? So it, you have to choose what is it that you're trying to do. And it's looking at that values. It's picking values that will help you. And what we do, and this is the last challenge I leave you for this show. And then next week we'll be talking about the kids and how music affects them. Um, so take or tune into that on Tuesday at four to five, we're going to be talking about that. So if you're a parent wondering about music, that's going to be a great show, but think about this. If it's what you're trying to create in, in your workplace and I'm always negative, you get what you create. So if I'm always what I resist, what, what persist, what I resist persist. And that, what that means is I resist being happy on my own. It's going to persist. And I'm always going to be that unhappy person. But the only way through it is, is, you know, the only way out of this unhappy state is through it. So I have to look at it and say, okay, I have some issues going on here. How do I plan it and move forward and not affect people around me? And this is how you're going to create unity in your family. It starts from you as an individual. So as mom and dad, you have some kids that are out of control or are moody. You have maybe a teenager that's always about me, me, me which half the kids are. It's a, it is all about them. They haven't learned how to... That's what we're doing as parents is we're helping them be respectful and learn those certain things. So you create that synergy as a, as a couple and you start creating that synergy as a family, it's going to start rippling out and it's going to start affecting everybody around you. So that's where I leave it. I think, you know, to sum it all up is is if you have a family statement and you're moving forward, create those family statements. And one of the ways I do to help to create the family statement with families is we create a five core value system as individuals, five values that help you govern your life. If it be love, peace, kindness, happiness, honesty, whatever values you choose, five of them, create those five, put them in use, and then know what your individual ones are. And then sit down as a family and create five core values for your family. So a total of 10, five for you and five for your family. Now the five for the family is usually going to represent or, or mirror the ones that you have as an individuals. And then you've created that as, as a statement and you create a statement. Why can't we do a mission statement as a home? There's nothing that says that there is anything against it. I know businesses constantly are creating mission statements. Why do businesses create mission statements? So they know where they're heading. And it's the same thing for us as individuals, if we create that mission statement, we have that map and we know where we're going. So we have those five core values. Then we develop a mission statement. And I always like to take it a little further. If, if a family has, you know, a fun time, then they can sit down and create a family crest 
a lot of times we don't do those. They're old, old school kind of things where back in the med- medieval times they would do a family crest and it represented certain things. And and you can do that. You can create like a, a, a family drawing or something that represents everything so that everybody knows that's what you guys are all about. So you have to look at what is it that I'm about? How do I view the world and let others view the world their way? And look for understanding and know that creating synergy is important. Don't crisis manage. Make sure when you crisis manage, if it happens, which it will, respond. Don't react to it. Because the reaction will spin everybody into a negative energy. Hey guys, thank you for listening to the Purpose Driven Person podcast. Something I said today resonated with you. Head over to my website. I would love to give you a free gift to download. But you can also email me at purposedrivenperson at gmail.com. And don't forget to head over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And remember, guys, always continue to push your dreams and never give up. I'll see you next time. Take care.